The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to another edition of Health Kick. I'm Tim Borum. Uh, today we've got an interesting one to look at in the medical device space. Uh, the company's called Rhinomed, uh, and I've got with me the company's CEO, Michael Johnson. Now, the interest in Rhinomed uh, lies uh, in the simplicity of its devices. In, in effect, at one level, they're, they're, they're plastic stents that, that clip onto the nose to expand the capacity of the nostrils to uh, suck in more oxygen. But there's actually uh, quite a bit more sophistry to the, the science of it all. And uh, the company even applies uh, the laws of physics uh, to maximise flow rates. Rhinomed started off with a product called the Turbine, which is aimed at boosting athletic performance. Uh, a lot of professional cyclists uh, swear by it, for example. And uh, that's a sort of performance enhancing product uh, that we do, do like them uh, using. Rhinomed then expanded into a variant called the Mute, uh, which is for sleep apnea, uh, also known as uh, snoring. Uh, and now it's developed a vapour inhaler range called Pronto. So uh, move over Vicks Vaporub. Yeah, so, so Michael, uh, firstly, uh, t- tell us about the, uh, the Rhinomed uh, uh, journey to date and your uh, own involvement in the company. Sure. So I uh, started, well, was invited by the board at the time back in 2013 to come and turn around the company. At that stage, it had four different technologies of which what we now do was one of them, albeit in its infancy. And uh, what, what was particularly exciting to me back then was that uh, when we looked around at the whole nasal stent space, the only thing we could really find was the Breathe Right strip, which everyone would be familiar with. That's that piece yes. of tape that goes across the nose. Yes. And, and we sort of looked at that and went, wow, okay. That's a, and when we looked at the franchise, it was doing hundreds of millions of dollars of retail sales. And lo and behold, GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, had picked it up for 566 million US in 2007 and ironically when I started in 2013 that was the year that the patents expired so that was certainly the starting point and the incentive for us to really have a hard look at it and actually work out how we could add value so that was the beginning as you mentioned uh, we have then since then actually commercialized four different products the first one was a product in the sports space which helps people to breathe better if they're doing any form of aerobic activity, and that's the turbine. We then uh, launched the Mute, which is the product we that focuses on snoring, not sleep apnea necessarily, although it's often used as a companion therapy for sleep apnea when you look at it sure. and, and an oral device. And pleasingly, when we look at what the Mute's doing, that's now in about 13,000 stores. We predict it will get to 20,000 stores by the end of the year. And what's even better, of course, it's now growing faster than the Breathe Right Strip which is, of course, the big GSK franchise. And that's that's a real great testament to the brand and also, more importantly, to the fact that the product actually does what it says. It actually does help people reduce their snoring or, in some cases, stop snoring altogether, which is great. Yeah. And, then, and then more recently, we've now taken the platform and we've turned it into a drug delivery uh, platform and we're using volatile um, formulations, initially essential oils, but now more recently we've partnered with a medical cannabis company 
in America, Columbia Care, to actually look at the delivery of uh, CBD into the nose. Yes, yes, and we'll come back to the uh, to, to the cannabis uh, aspect. Um, uh, so, firstly, you had uh, the turbine, so it was for for athletes. Um, I think mm. I think Cadell Evans uh, used it. Uh, mm, did he not Cadell, no, Chris Froome. Also, oh, Chris Froome. Chris yeah. Froome. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> before, I think Cadell won the Tour de France once. Amazing cyclist, but uh, Chris has won it four times, which is uh, no mean feat. Well, I'm sure he would have only won it three times if he hadn't been using uh, well, that's using what we your, like. your, your device. Um, in fact, and more recently, a guy called Jared Ward, who was the first American across the line in the New York Marathon, uh, was wearing it to, uh, to to deliver the results he did, which was great. Yeah, okay. So he's still involved in that sporting space with, with, with the yeah. time but 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 it sounds it sounds like the the bigger market really is in this um medical market for uh for snoring and uh yeah. um insomnia um and, down the uh, track yeah yeah for sure i mean we know we recognize that i guess um the idea of getting something to getting people to wear something in the nose is a bit of a novel concept so you need to have a way of socializing it, the concept with and that applies to any technology including yeah. us so we use sport as a way of doing that. And then we focused on the fact that snoring affects pretty much half the population. Um, and certainly people are actively looking for solutions to prevent snoring. Often it's their partner who's trying to get them to do it. But, you know, we sort of, we recognise it's a massive market. And in fact, if you look at the US alone, I think according to the CD, the Centre for Disease Control, some 90 million Americans snore. So it's, it's, it is a significant market in its own right. Yes, yes, and, and so you're not you're not trying to be uh, the new ResMed or, or anything like that, are you? No, it's for, no. It, it's it's for lower level snoring, isn't it? So yeah, um, very much so. If you look at if you look at sleep as a continuum, we play very firmly in the over the counter consumer health space. So we know that um, the vast majority of people will looking will go into their pharmacy or their supermarket looking for a solution, and that's very much where we sit. Um, and if snoring is a symptom, it's certainly not something that's normal. Not everybody snores, and it's it's really a reflection of the state of your upper airway. And if you're snoring because of a some form of nasal obstruction, and most one in four people I think have got some form of nasal obstruction, a deviated septum, you know, and so on, then certainly the mute product will help, and and it helps by opening up the nose, improving airflow by an average of thirty eight percent according to the trials we've done, and that that helps a lot of people. And either way. Breathing better at night will certainly improve your sleep quality. And we know now that sleep's a very major driver of performance, be it cognitive performance or physical performance. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, as someone who likes my uh, eight hours sleep, at least I, uh, I can, uh, I can appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. And, and as you say, the sales will be driven by the spouse because most people don't stay awake to listen to their own snoring. That's ex- exactly right. Although, although one of the interesting things that's occurred over the last seven years has been the rise in the number of sleep apps and so on. So people are increasingly tracking their sleep. And the question then comes back to, well, if you're tracking your sleep, the question is, what do you do about it? What, because we, sleep is a modifiable, modifiable behaviour. And we certainly see it as being something that um, you can modify and improving your breathing is a very simple and effective way of improving your sleep. Okay, great. And so, uh, tell us about the path uh, of, of commercialisation thus far. You're you're selling the devices. I think you're selling quite a few. I take we it are. the most important market is is the US. 
It is indeed. So we, um, as I mentioned, Turbine is the, a niche product. It's focused on those elite athletes. It's uh, sold primarily online. We certainly gave it a shot trying to sell it through some sports stores, but sadly the the sporting store environment at a retail level has really struggled in um, in sort of a reflection of the move to online retail. So mm. now we primarily sell um, Turbine online and through Amazon, which is great. And then the Mute product, as you, as you asked, is really the uh, flagship product at the moment, and that's sold through about 13,000 stores globally, of which about close to 10,000 now are based in the US, and that's the big guys like Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid. Um, we're talking with Walmart. You know, we've, we've got the major um, wholesale distributors like McKesson and Amerisource Bergen are wholesaling the product, and we're really focusing very firmly on the US, mainly because they're familiar with um, the breathe right strip so they they understand that there's solutions out there and these pharmacies these big stores really allow us to get scale and that's something that's really important to any company let alone an australian company yes yes of course and how much do they sell for because they're uh they're, they're in packs of three aren't they they are so a packet of three is around twenty dollars us um, okay. and our average wholesale price is around eleven dollars us so it's a nice margin for the retailer and we make about 70% off the back of our wholesale price. So it's, a, it's certainly a, a compelling model in that regards. And the key driver then is really coming down to the volume. And that's very much the focus we have at the moment as a company is how do we drive volume? How do we drive those retail sales? And how do we drive this number of stores who are stocking our products? Yeah, okay. And what sort of, uh, what sort of projections do you have in that regard? Yeah, so we we certainly we've been in the US for about three years now, and we're starting to see a real, uh, I suppose, a, a, almost a tipping point in terms of awareness of the product amongst retailers. So we're predicting that we'll get to about twenty thousand stores by the end of this calendar year, and we're also forecasting out that we'll be in close to thirty thousand stores by the end of twenty twenty one, and that's really fo- by a very firm focus on the US. We haven't focused on Europe other than appearing in Boots in the UK and Harrods. So very much at the early stages of the European market. And we haven't even touched on Asia yet, of course, as well. So the Australian market is a home market. You know, investors in Australia can go down to the local Amcal or discount drug pharmacy stores and and actually buy the product there as well. And certainly, as an aside, that's what we recommend people do is, you know, people say, should I buy shares in your company? And I say, no, go and buy the product first. And ironically, that's exactly what our largest shareholders have all done. In fact, all our top five shareholders have all bought the product first before they became investors. So it's a bit of the old Victor Kayam Remington model. I liked it so yes. much. I liked it so much. I bought the company. Yes, and uh, one of the individuals you're talking about is a fellow called W. Whitney George. I think he, only, yeah. he holds about twenty three percent of the company, and he, he's a uh, a fund manager, isn't he, with Sprott Asset Management, which is yeah. uh, a very well known uh, New York based manager. He is, and he actually, I think it's closer to 27% now. He keeps buying oh, okay. because I think he's quite happy the fact that he gets a discount due to the exchange rate as well. So, yeah, no, Whitney, <laughs> Whitney's, um, he's been a great supporter of the company over the last three years um, and has bought in purely for the, the reasons that I described and, and the fact that he, I think he can see the comparator or the comparison between what we're trying to do and what Breathe Right did. Um, and also I think he also understands the scale that's achievable and the upside you can get when you appear in those big retailers like we are now. And there's not a lot of many other Australian companies who have actually got presence on the shelves of people like CBS and Rite Aid and Walgreens and so on. 
No, that's right, exactly. And, and so when you, uh, you're, uh, you, you're talking about uh, so, sort of 30,000 stores um, up mm. from uh, uh, 10,000, I think you said, uh, at yeah. the present, Mm. Um, yeah, is that is this going to be driven by the by the mute? You are mainly talking about mute sales. Uh, no, look, we're certainly we we the the universe of stores that are available in the US is probably closer to fifty between fifty and seventy thousand stores. So there's a okay. massive number of stores. If you look at drug stores, grocery, mass market retailers, etc. So there's certainly a large number of stores there. We certainly believe that mute should be in a, a lot of those. But what we've also added is the Pronto uh, range. And the Pronto, at the moment, there's two variants. There's one that will help with sleep. And by sleep, we mean helping you get to sleep and stay asleep. It's a non-drug formulation. So it's basically a bunch of essential oils like lavender and valerian and so on that we've had specifically formulated to help amplify the effect of stenting your nose. And then the other one, which is probably more pertinent to what's going on in the world at the moment, is Pronto Clear, which is more of the, as you, you know, it's like the old Vicks formulation of menthol and eucalypt, and that'll help clear up noses, clear up stuffy noses, which is, once again, a non-drug formulation. And I guess one of the clear thematics we've seen globally is a demand for, from consumers for more natural products. So especially in sleep where there's been a lot of issues around uh, misuse or off-label use of sleep drugs, so much so that the FDA, I think it was early last year, blackboxed a lot of the prescription sleep drugs. So we certainly are playing to that thematic and also trying to provide consumers with viable, effective and accessible solutions. And that's certainly what one of our, pre, our key mantras is. Yes. Now, these devices, they're, they're battery-driven, aren't they? So they... No, uh, they, no, no. No, they're battery, not, so. no, no. It's, um, and I can understand why you said that, Tim, because it is rechargeable. So what we've... Ah, enge- right. So, yeah. So what we've engineered is a device that um, you load. It comes in, so it's a stent, the stent device, not too dissimilar to mute, but it has what we call an Airstream pod on it. And this pod contains a wick that you can charge up. And it sits in a, it can sit in a case. And what you do is we, you charge it up and then the device will release a volatile formulation over an eight hour period. So it'll last overnight in effect. And once you've used it in the, once you've worn it overnight, you simply put it back in the case and it recharges, recharges it. So a lot of people go, oh, does it have a USB cord? And we haven't put one in there yet, but uh, certainly it's a, it's a really clever piece of design that allows us to optimise the effect of the actual device. Yeah, okay, okay. And do you provide the essential oils as, as well? As a- uh, not, not by itself, no. We actually, each device has between about 10 and 12 charges in it in each case, so you can, you can get 10 uses out of it. And that was very much driven by when we did our consumer research. We go back to, go back to always go back to basics. Um, when we went and, go, went and asked consumers how they, what they wanted, we found out that, you know, a common cold will last about a fortnight and there'll be three or four nights over that period where people really have blocked up noses and they can't breathe at all. And that's what we're trying to tackle. So this device has more than enough to solve that. And likewise, in, in a sleep scenario, there, if you look at, not, we're not talking about clinical insomnia or anything, but if you have a, a period over a month, there might be four or five nights where you have certain things going on in your life that help make it difficult to sleep. And that's, once again, where Pronto Sleep can help. It can just get you into the mindset where you can actually fall asleep and stay asleep. And 
and we're relying on things like lavender and so on, which has got a lot of evidence around it, so re existing research that supports this sleep hypothesis and proposition. And you mentioned uh, cannabis earlier, so perhaps you could outline what you're doing now there with um, uh, Columbia Care. Yeah, sure. So back in uh, 2018, we were approached by Columbia Care who were looking, I think what they recognised, which I think everybody is now aware, is that the cannabis market is pretty much a generic. Um, there's a lot of uh, existing products out there. And what they were searching for was a real point of difference in terms of how you could deliver the product. And they came across our technology and said, Look, we want to license it. So we've struck a 12-year licensing deal with Columbia Care, which and they're based out of New York, one of the fastest growing, I think, companies in the space in the US. And we've partnered with them to actually deliver a nasally delivered CBD product. And I can pleased to say that that product is in production at the moment at our end. And we'll be shipping the devices off to Columbia Care, hopefully by the end of April, where they will fill them and then be selling them through their, both their dispensary network and hopefully also some pharmacies as well, which would be great. Okay, okay. And and the CBDs, this would be uh, pitched at uh, Insomnia, would uh, or, or Yeah. Or, or, uh, look, um, it, yeah, no, look, it's the first product is very firmly focused on sleep. Um, one of the interesting things about that space is that um, – you know, whilst there's been a lot of dubious claims by a whole range of different people about what CBD can do, one of the clear themes and the clear bits of research that pulls together, and, and I think even the FDA have uh, you know acknowledged, is that CBD um, does promote drowsiness and sleepiness. So that's something that I think uh, that Columbia Care are very much driving, and we're it's sort of it's it's synergistic with our, I suppose our franchise that we're trying to develop around OTC, consumer health sleep products. Yes, yes, I can see uh, I, I, I can see how that would, uh, would fit in. And would that uh, be a premium type product? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think they've actually released the pricing yet, but um, it would certainly be at a premium to what the Prontos are selling out at the moment, which is about $16.99 in the US, and that's US dollars, of course. But I guess what's exciting from a RhinoMed perspective is that this is really validation that the technology can be licensed um, as a drug delivery platform. And that's something that we are continuing to work on. Uh, Pronto is a volatile release platform, but we are currently working on a variant of the device that involves actually delivering the actual uh, medicament or the formulation through the nasal mucosa. And that's certainly a longer-term program, but particularly exciting when you look at the opportunities to microdose people with a more effective delivery method. Yeah, okay. And by the way, who came up with the uh, design in the first place? Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, look, I, I describe them as, as stents. They're sort of looping-type yeah. uh, devices, aren't they? Yeah, so I sort of uh, – I sit at – I suppose we have a design group and um, – which is internal, and then we also use a company called APS here in Melbourne, who are a fantastic industrial design company. So we sort of uh, build a brief together, um, do a couple of prototypes. We use a lot of 3D printing and prototyping to perfect the device. We do a lot of then testing, um, primarily using our lovely, wonderful staff as uh, guinea pigs, and <laughs> finesse, the, uh, finesse the, the fit and the feel and the effect of it, and then validate that through consumer and user testing to make sure that the device is doing what we want it to do um, and then we get the feedback and there's a whole iterative process so um, it's very much internally driven in terms of the way we develop pro uh, develop all our products which is exciting
But I guess as we become more sophisticated and as we move more into the drug development process, we'll look to outsource that with where we can, but also bring people on board when we need as well. Okay. And in terms of funding, um, at, at the last look, you had uh, about three and a half million of, of mm. cash. Uh, is that uh, enough to see yourself through to uh, a profitability or cash flow break even? Well, I suppose definitely uh, that's, we're very much focused on the cash flow, um, you know, cash flow neutral and then positive uh, focus. That's certainly something that's, I suppose, the premier focus that we have strategically at the moment. Profitability will come down the track, but certainly our focus is really trying to grow our business to the point where the, the 70% gross margins that we the, current, the company has built into the model that we operate on um, really starts to deliver benefits for the shareholders. Okay, great. And uh, other opportunities? Um, I see in your, materi- in, in your material there is a, a mention of, of migraines and um, COPD. Yeah, look, it's disorder. Yeah, look, it's really interesting. One of the one of the things that we never expected um, was uh, when we went off to the US medic- sleep medicine conferences and so on, and just really try to present the product, the mute product, as a primary snoring solution. We discovered that a lot of the specialists were actually recommending it as a nasal stent for sleep apnea. And put, to put that in context, the two premier therapies, are obviously the CPAP mask, which is and that mark that market's dominated by ResMed and Philips Respironics, and yes. then you have then you have the oral devices like the Somnomed device, which is probably the other premier product on the market. And those those products work really well, but if you can't breathe through your nose, well then the CPAP will try and blow your nose open. And if you can't breathe through your nose and you've got a mouthful of oral device, well, you're going to struggle to breathe full stop. So what we discovered is that a lot of the sleep specialists and the sleep dentists are recommending mute as a non-drug way of opening up the nose. Um, And that's been fantastic because that sort of process is now developed to the stage where we work with the US Army um, and they use mute as a companion therapy for sleep apnea with oral devices. And that's sort of a a real validation, but a really pleasing development that's just happened organically by just continuing to expose people to the product in an unusual way. And then to answer your question, there is a huge scope of opportunity for drug delivery. I mean, we have a cut, we have a product in development at the moment that's focusing on anxiety. Um, we've got a product, we've got a program that's looking at uh, migraine, and we've done, we've done some preclinical work looking at the delivery of sumatriptan, in particular nasally, which is exciting. And then down the track, there will be a whole range of opportunities of everything from pain to um, CNS disorders and, as you mentioned, COPD as well. Um, and then the flip of all that is we can the technology, and we have over 60 patents that cover the, what we can do with our technology. The technology can also be used as a platform to collect things. So whilst we're talking initially about delivery of formulations, we can also use it as a way of putting sensors on it to detect things like nitric oxide and exhaled breath and other other um, organic materials that are in the breath that are potentially biomarkers for disease, and COPD is obviously one of those as well. Coronavirus detection, perhaps? Uh, look, you know, I uh, we have never done any work on coronavirus, any form of coronavirus, but um, I'm very wary of, you know, jumping on that bandwagon. No, that's fair enough. I appreciate that. But uh, it sounds like you've got enough on your uh, plate already. We, so we, um, have, we have indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Terrific. All right. Well, look, uh, great to talk, Michael. Um, and uh, hopefully with the help of your devices, we'll all be uh, 
sleeping a bit more easily in these uh, troubled times. Well, you know, that's the one thing that uh, we know that if, you, if you're stressed or anxious, then a good night's sleep, as they say, makes a hell of a difference. And that's very firmly what we're focused on trying to get people to do. It certainly does make a difference. So uh, uh, thanks, thanks very much, for, Michael, for, uh, for chatting. Thanks so much, Tim. Thank you.